You're listening to My HR Buzz, brought to you by My HR Concierge. Hosted by Chris Cooley, we'll bring you various topics and guests to shed light on the often confusing world of HR and also employee screening. We'll be putting the human in human resources. I want to thank you for joining us today on My HR Buzz, the podcast. Um, I always want to remind you to hit that like button. Uh, also hit that subscribe button so you can always stay up to date on the information, uh, on the latest information that we provide. Um, and today, one thing I want to do is we're going to talk about pay transparency, which is a, a, a term that we're hearing a lot more now. Uh, it's something that's kind of out in the mainstream as far as um, a lot of states are starting to look at pay transparency. They're starting to legislate pay transparency. And so today we have Emily Frederick with us, who is with um, my HR concierge. She's she's the HR operations supervisor. And what she does is she helps our clients with making answering questions uh, and making sure that they um, all of their needs are met. And so I appreciate you joining us today, Emily. Yeah, Chris, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And so so as we think about pay transparency, what um Give us a little definition about that. What is kind of a broad term? So, so what do you, what does that mean for for an employer? Sure. Well, uh, Chris, pay transparency is essentially the degree to which employers are open about salary with both their um, their employees now as well as potential new employees they're, with their candidates. Uh, so, this can mean in regard to the way their salaries are determined or what the pay band is for a particular role. The ultimate goal of pay transparency is to get to pay equity. Right now, we know that there are pay inequities and that they disproportionately impact women, people of color, and those with disabilities. Okay, so essentially, what we're trying, what I guess the, as you said, the goal is to try and um, fix some of these pay inequities. And so, mm-hmm. what what why is it important to do this? Obviously, that's that's a a big reason, right? We want people paid fairly. Um, Mm -hmm. But from an employer perspective, are there penalties? How, you know, what's there? And I know it it, it probably varies by state. Mm -hmm. um, But why is this important for employers to know about? Right. Well, right now, there are a number of state laws that do everything from banning questions regarding previous salary for new candidates to requiring the company to be completely forthcoming about salary bans with candidates during the interview process. So, for instance, in 2021, Colorado adopted the Equal Pay for Equal Work Act, which requires employers to list the compensation minimum and maximum for any position, and that's for the salary as well as the hourly roles. And they are also required to include a description of bonuses or other forms of compensation, as well as a full description of all employment benefits offered for the position. So where what one state does, you know, of course, many other jurisdictions and states follow up with. And coming up in 2023, we've got state laws from California and Washington that are similar to, in nature to the Colorado law. And uh, New York City actually just enacted their pay transparency law on November 1st of 2022. And the thinking is pretty much that anything California does, New York is typically going to follow suit with. So it will be active there as well. Okay. Wow. And yeah. And as you said, I I can definitely see this going across the country. And, 
You know, I was just doing a little research on this. I saw, um, I think it was New York. Uh, they had they had fines up up to I think it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars after your you know after your first one. Yeah. Um, and so it seems like this can get pretty significant for employers. Yeah, I was actually just reading a story about a company in Colorado that became the first company to get fined for not following up with um, following up after the letters came in the mail that said you are not in compliance with the law, and the company had no idea that they were supposed to be listing minimums and maximum salary bans for um, for their for their positions that they had listed online and they didn't really pay attention to the letters that came in the mail either. And so they wound up with a little bit less than a $10,000 fine and it was just for one position they had listed. Wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's going to be interesting too. I mean, I can see, you know, a lot of employers, especially smaller employers, you know, a lot of this can kind of slip by. And I saw in New York, uh, I think the the threshold was anybody with four or more. So this is obviously it's going to vary by state, but mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of these a lot of these smaller businesses that are really going to have to be attuned to this, or they're going to have an issue like that. Absolutely, think, yeah, yeah. And I, I think the other thing that's going to be really interesting with this is, so we have to do these ranges, right? Mix or min or max, and so you know what's a what's a what is a min or max? You know, do we have to be within twenty percent? Is it just quote reasonable? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how how employers play that game, right? To um, um, to do that so that they're they're living by the letter of law, the law, but maybe not the intent. Right, and so I think you would maybe want to go as deep as you could. So maybe it's the very minimum for an entry-level employee in that particular job role, and then the very maximum for, you know, someone who has 20 years of experience in that job role. And that's a really wide band. Yeah, I saw where, uh, I was reading an article, and one large bank had them at, had uh, had it from zero to two million. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as a salary. Now they got in a little trouble for that and they said it was a glitch, but just to give you an idea, I think that's going to be, you know, until um until this becomes more prevalent, I think you're going to see that. Um because one thing for employers too is it really opens up conversations that maybe you didn't have in the past whereas before you would offer an employee, okay, you're going to make $25 an hour, uh and then at that point you negotiate now you're going to have to say, okay, we think this job is worth $20 to $40, and here's why you're at 20 That's right. That's right. And, and that's, you know, part of the whole transparency process. And it can be really simple, such as in some states, the requirement is just that pay practices have to be disclosed to employees, but it's maybe not the actual band that's required. And so maybe those are just proactive conversations between employers, managers, and their employees. Yeah, I, th- I really think those are going to be those are going to be interesting. Um, and I did see too. I was reading, I think it was in Colorado um, when when their law came out, they saw an uptick in quitting because mm-hmm. because individuals, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't know. Um, you know, they see a job posting 
And it is, you know, maybe they're not, maybe they're in that range, but they're not at the top of the range. Right. And then it becomes the, again, then it comes to that, that conversation, right? Well, you just don't appreciate me because I'm not at the top of the range. Um, and so I think you'll run across some of that. And I think, and, and some of the other things I saw, which I thought was interesting is, so maybe you have somebody in, you know, everybody's, everybody's multi-state now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, specifically after the pandemic, remote employees, those things. And so they had one, um, you know, the question is, okay, so you're hiring someone in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you're hiring somebody in New York City. And mm-hmm. so then it's the discussion of, you know, why don't I make, you start seeing what people in other areas of the company and country make. And then you're also having to have those conversations to say, hey, you know, here's, uh, you know, why, why, why aren't I making the same as that person in New York? Right. So it turns into a, com- a conversation about not only cost of living, but cost of labor. And mm-hmm. you, and that's really not an easy thing for just every average person. Compensation is not, compensation is not necessarily an easy thing to understand. And so when you bring in conversations regarding cost of living and cost of labor and how those vary in different locations, then it is, it's complicated. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what, um, so as an employer, as well, one, we know this is only in certain states at this point. Um, we do see it probably going to grow, right? Um, specifically in your in your more progressive states. So what do you suggest employers do today, not only for those groups that it's, you know, they have to comply, but also those groups that maybe are in states where they don't have to comply, but we know they're going to be competing with 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 these companies that are um what are your thoughts on that as far as what employers maybe should start doing now i think the main thing employers need to be looking at now is maybe actually doing a salary audit and seeing where they fall make see if there are any discrepancies or inequities within their job titles and job roles and duties and responsibilities as of now then they'll using that audit, they'll be able to identify and resolve any salary discrepancies. And then maybe they need to really get involved with market data and looking to see how their roles and how their salaries compare with other similarly situated companies and be ready to have the conversations. So Perhaps that means training your managers. Perhaps that means training supervisors and uh, just being ready for when it eventually does roll out across the country, which, you know, maybe it doesn't happen in the next year or two, but eventually it it will come down to everyone. Yeah, no, and I think that's a good idea. And and it's just knowing that, you know, it, it's it's that communication within in the company to to make sure that you know those supervisors know how to because those are the guys that are probably going to have the conversation right mm-hmm. because it's not it's not going to be that formal HR call you know where they go in and see the HR manager it's those water cooler talks with the with the supervisor and I think that's a good idea just training those guys uh, to know how to answer those questions uh, and being ready for them um, and then also, um, I do know that for, from a salary survey perspective, I think that's a good idea. Just so you kind of start understanding where you are and what mm-hmm. your what your, 
you know, what's your method, right? Are you going to be the highest payer in the market? Are you going to be a mid-level player in the market? Where do you want your salary to fall? And I know that's something that, that my HR concierge can, can assist with uh, doing those uh, salary surveys. And um, so that, I know that would be a good, a good thing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, good. Well, what, is there anything else, um, Emily, as we kind of, kind of close to the end of this that, that you think that, uh, that employers should know or anything that we need to add to this? Uh, yeah, I think it's important for employers just to keep in mind that pay transparency is a spectrum. And and except for the states where it's absolutely mandated that certain um, minimums and maximums be posted with every job listing, apart from that, there is a wide spectrum there. There is everything from the company just being willing to have conversations, proactive conversations with employees, to some some private companies are even posting spreadsheets with the salary of every single individual in the company listed. There's a lot of wiggle room in between those two polar opposites. So employers should really just be ready to define their pay philosophy and um, just be ready to have the conversations. No, I think that's good advice. And I think if if there's anything that anyone needs to take out of the uh, this podcast, I think that's it. I think that was very well said. Um, and so I, I do appreciate you joining us today and, and jumping on and we'll definitely have you on again. Thanks. And um, if, again, we, we want to thank everyone for, for joining us for the podcast. And um, again, want to remind you, hit that like, hit that subscribe so you can always get the most up-to-date information. If you have questions uh, related to pay transparency, you can contact us at podcast at myhrbuzz.com. Uh, if you need if you need help, um, if you need salary surveys or or just a good ear to listen and, and and help you as HR questions come up, hit us on that same email and we can certainly help you. And uh, again, we appreciate your time and and look forward to talking to you next time.